Ring girls are the offspring of the unholy union between boxing and Las Vegas. They marry the glamorous showgirl and the macho fighter. Delicate grace and brute force. Beauty and the beast. You go to a boxing match, you're going to see a pretty girl walking around. That's the way it's been, I think, for a long time. Yeah. You've got the heroic men fighters, and then you've got the pretty girls walking around. Like a lot of things that seem like a good idea when you're in Vegas, back home in Ireland, walking around a boxing ring in a bikini, holding a card above your head, can seem like an idea that should have stayed in the desert. Something like quite violent is going on in the ring, and then this girl gets up, you know, with a little card and walks around, really prances around in her heels, and it's quite a contrast actually to what's really going on. I suppose um, I don't think anyone's really bothered about the card. I would say like what round it actually is. I don't think that's important. They could just lose the card if they wanted. They just make it that little bit more glamorous. A boxing ring, two sweaty guys or two sweaty girls, and then just lifts the tone a little bit. You know, you'd have a lot of girls as well, like at those kind of events and that, and you think that you think you're unbelievable just because you're doing a ring, like. But we're just doing it for the laugh. And, you know, you if you get paid a little, you know, it's brilliant, like. It's a freezing cold night in November and I'm standing outside the University Arena in Limerick where Willie Big Bang Casey has just won the European Super Bantamweight title. As I wait for my car to defrost, I wonder how cold the ring girls must have been. And I realise that, for the first time in my life, I'm thinking about the ring girls as people. I find myself wondering about the lives of these anonymous women who are only ever seen and not heard, whose personalities are hidden behind big smiles and small clothes. Over the next few months, I meet ring girls at boxing and martial arts events across the country, and I'd like to introduce you to five of them. 24-year-old Deborah O'Donnell from OMA is living in London, working as a TV presenter, having been spotted as a ring girl in Ireland. She's eight months pregnant when I meet her in a cafe. One of the most interesting things for me was when I was 16, and this is what I... I was just turning 16, so I was sort of 15. Um, It was a boyfriend I was with at the time, went to an army event, and he was in a boxing fight. And there was two ring girls who came on. And I remember at 15, that was the first the time I'd seen them walking around. I kind of thought, wow, this is very glamorous and very, you know... And it was that image that sort of did make me think, you know, I'd love to have a go at that. But um, I don't think my boyfriend was too keen to help out with it, with anything. I was thinking, if there's another event, let me know. And he was like, yeah, but I wouldn't really like you doing that. Like, they're not wearing much and stuff. <sighs> Typical. And I spoke to one of them afterwards, and she was um, she was foreign from Middle East, and um, she's a very beautiful um, woman. And she said uh, she was just doing it to make money, but that she did as well love going to the um, events where they were surrounded by men. One of them was um, very small, but like fantastic body, really curvy and stuff. And 
they were actually wearing very skimpy outfits. I mean, I don't even know if it was pants. It might have been very tiny, tiny pants. It wasn't like seeing the normal ones in the shorts and the vest top. And the other one was um, blonde, very, very thin girl. But it was the very small curvy one that really got my attention. I thought, wow, she looks amazing. It looks so much fun. And I thought, I'd love to have a go with that. I didn't do my first event then, obviously, until a lot later. So to actually go from watching them to actually getting to do one, for me, was a bit... That was pretty cool. And then after that, it sort of becomes addictive. You kind of like the buzz. When Deborah did become a ring girl, it served as a springboard to international fame and advanced her career as a glamour model and in TV. Basically, I had a picture done for one of the boxing events. Now, the picture was consisted of me in just a black top. <laughs> it was like an open top, so it, it was all done very tastefully, I mean, from the side and stuff, but it was a very, like, risky shot, I would say. Like, when my parents seen it and stuff, they were like, wow! <laughs> so, um, it, it had been sent into, announced to me, um, a poll... It was over in Florida. It's an American top 100 hottest woman in combat sports. I think that's the full title. <laughs> um, it ended up making it into the number 18. It ended up then getting put into an online site by um, Coco Sports, Coco Sports website, and it was um, they had done a full page on it because it had been three of the Playboy models in America on the list. So they were just saying the um, irony of, you know, three Playboy models that had a lot of work done and stuff versus, like, a normal Irish girl that hadn't. It was really nice because I also got um, a thing then sent to me, like, um, laminated and everything and framed just with my picture and the place on the list. So I've got that now forever just to look back. So now when I have a fat day with a pregnancy, I look at it and go, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you can have a fat day now, you're allowed it. <laughs> Lovely. It's really looking into the glens now. Yeah, well done. They're lovely. I'm much preferred. My name is Joanna Fitzpatrick and I'm currently living in County Meath, but I'm originally a Galway girl. They're looking straight into the lens. Chin up a tiny bit. In Ireland, no one makes a living out of just being a ring girl. In Joanna's case, she's a dancer. Um, I started when I was 15 doing teenage discos, under 18 discos. It was called Sidona Roadshow back in the day. And then just progressed my way through the company. I'm actually still with that company that I started out with, the Grooveyards. I'm still with them, still dancing with them. I actually subcontract all their dancers for them throughout Ireland. So I've worked my way up through the company there, so that's good. That's how it all started. <laughs> We're here in Ardmore Studios just doing a photo shoot for Man of War, which is a cage fighting event. Yeah, that's lovely. Lovely. Um, so that looks really well. <laughs> it almost looks like an army base or something with the camouflage on the back of the wall. Um, we've got some hay, would you call it hay? On the floor. Um, we've got some really nice lights in the back. It's a bit cold, but obviously we're wearing very small clothes. Um, black hot pants and a black bikini top, so that could explain some of the coldness. Our change room is lovely and warm though, so we can go back there every few minutes to warm up the bones. Put your hair up a little bit. Yes, sir. Ring card girl, I just, again, just 
met a guy and he knew a guy who was looking for a ring card girl. I'd done a lot of PR work and dancing, so obviously you have to be going around in small clothes. You need to be somewhat fit or in shape or somewhat kind of okay for a ring. Asked me to do a show that was two and a half years ago. I loved it, absolutely loved it. So with ring card girl, I think you can get a longer age span out of that rather than the dancing, because the dancing you have to be seriously fit for, whereas the ring card girl, you're literally walking around the ring having a bit of fun. So what I do is I start in a black dress always, just so the crowd get used to you. I think if you come out in smalls at the beginning, they're going to say, oh, God, who does your one thing she is? So I always start in a black dress. I think it's classy, and I think they say, oh, God, there's a ring card girl, and then bit by bit go into smaller clothes, and then at the end you usually end up in a two-piece and some sort of a bikini, so... I think they're used to you by the time you do go into a bodysuit or something. And just even about the whole changing thing, when you're running to the changing room and you're running back, like, you literally have three minutes, four minutes. You know, people are like... But they're like, I've never seen a girl change her knickers so many times in one night. That's what I get all the time. Lovely, like... <laughs> but that's what... Because you're bang, 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 bang. You're just changing all the time. Are you going to start off with two all over and see how that looks? Get rid of all the socks off. Get everything. Down in Cork... Susie Kelly is surrounded by men, whether working as a ring girl or as a barber. But any notion that she's content to be just an object for male attention is completely mistaken. Um, when I was 15, I started working in Topman in Ballancolly, um, a barber shop, just as a junior. And I trained up fast, I was trained kind of in a year and a half. And, um, I worked there for two years, and then I opened my own place in Ballancolly called Barbarella. And I ate that for another two years while I was still in school. And uh, we do my homework and stuff in the shop. And that was mad, right? I, I loved it. I loved the control. I loved being boss-like. So um, it was brilliant. The, plus, I had two girls up there working for me, which were way older than me, obviously. So it was a bit funny, all right, trying to come in and pay them their wages and tell them what time to be in to work for and stuff. When I was only in, was I, fifth year, sixth year? But um, it was brilliant, it worked out fabulous for me because I got to take the time off work that I needed to study for my leaving cert, but at the same time I still make the money. Should I turn a friend or not? Yeah, I'll It's a great job, we're only all as easy to believe. I went for Miss Cork and uh, I came third and um, that was brilliant, loved Miss Cork, Miss Cork was brilliant. It was kind of... Um, I suppose all the girls that were up there were your typical, like, I love puppies and I go to college and this is my real hair. And I just went up and just totally was myself, gave them socks, told them I was DJing and saw Henry's when I was 11 and just all about being so competitive and blah, blah, blah. So they loved it. From that then I got a bit of work as well. I, did, I walked out the Gary Heights, other Cuban boxer, he's a heavyweight. I walked him out in Neptune against some guy from Northern Ireland and did the ring for that one. And I did a, the ring for a couple of spikes fights. Gary O'Sullivan around the bar. Well, I've just done so many of them now at this stage. You've got to make your first two, like, your first kind of two. That's all you really need, like. It's just take yourself very hard, like. <laughs> so, um, yes, you want to do it in your grand. It's just your confidence, like, that's all you need to get over. But, um, nerve-wracking, like, John, it's the whole place full of fellas. <laughs> One show at you. You think it's going to be a confidence boost, but it's not like you'd be nervous in case you fail or if you've got your placard upside down. <laughs> you never knew which time it was round it. <laughs> <laughs>
so uh, always something like there's always something coming up or something to do or enter or but I prefer the kind of the more personality things rather than just be walking down you know as you know I'm not a one to shy away from talking like <laughs> so she said that to me actually in Miss Garth normally they'd be asking you questions and stuff you know train and you out a bit like for sure she's like take the mic off or I was gone <laughs> Not content with the traditional role of ring girl, Susie and her friends have a plan to forge a new identity for the job. Better? Yeah. We're six girls from Cork. We all do a lot of shows together. And um, basically we want to do so a bit of dancing just to kind of promote ourselves a bit more and showcase that we're not just models, that we're just not walking out and not to be heard and we want to show our personalities through our dance. Just to kind of do something different from the norm. Anyone can walk out with a placard or anyone can walk up and down an old runway. But like a lot of people would have rhythm and be able to put kind of moves and stuff together and choreograph something together and it's a bit more fun like, you know? Instead of just, hello, have a look at me there. Good luck. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so... I become a professional dancer. Leave the bar break. How's that, yeah? So you'll be getting a haircut for another couple of months. Thanks. First session haircut of every in Dublin, two sisters are using ring girl gigs to earn money to fund their other interests. Hi, my name is Olivia Hogan. I'm 23 and I'm from Tala. I am a student studying media production management, which is an external DCU degree. I'm studying that in Bali Fermat. And the master's that I've applied for is it's film and television. And it's a master's in production for that. I will qualify through my ears, hopefully, by the end of it. <laughs> and I have a radio show on RT Pulse, digital radio. I'm Damien. And I'm Olivia. How are you all doing? You're very welcome. I kind of got into this line of work because my sister, before me, she kind of opened all the doors with modelling and dancing. So when she left to go to um, Los Angeles, I kind of took over all her spots. And when she came home... She had to work away again because I was there doing all her jobs. <laughs> so, um, without further ado, this is my sister, Louisa. I went to America. I was in a girl band originally. And we got sponsored P1 visas to go over there and work with a production company. And, you know, we recorded some songs. And we ended up working with a group called Jodeci. They're a big American R&B group at the time. And, you know, it ended up that we went on tour with them. And we performed in Wembley and everything. And now I'm currently reworking on my visa, so I'm waiting to hear back right now so I can go back again. And uh, no, well, I only did Ring Girl like when I came back, like it was last year. So Olivia probably would have done more Ring Girl and Grid Girl kind of more stuff like that than I would have. Anything that I kind of done, you know, usually it'd be great. You have a big sister in the industry, you know, she'd be able to teach you all the ropes and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. It's a very easy kind of job. It's not like that's probably one of the easy. That is the easiest job out of all the stuff that I think we've done. That is the easiest. You hold up a card, you smile, and as long as you're confident in what you're doing, and have good posture, and have good posture, yeah, and I suppose half decent looking as well, that'll help a little bit. <laughs> and then walk around the ring. It's kind of hard to maneuver the big cards. I know that sounds a bit silly, but I mean, you're trying to make sure you're not going to fall in front of all these people getting through either the little doorway or between the 
elasticy ring things. Sometimes I do be afraid. Oh my god, am I going to fall flat in my face in front of all these people? That's <laughs> the terrifying part. Yeah. And you know, everyone is all eyes are on you, and you're like, oh. <laughs> and you know, somewhere in the crowd, there's some girl saying, "I hope she falls in her face," just the way you always have. I could do that better than her. <laughs> I catch up again with Deborah from Oma, but this time at a red carpet party on the fashionable King's Road in Chelsea, where she mingles with other models, reality TV celebrities, and stars of stage and screen. This is the glamorous end of a journey that began as a ringer. This is Mary Motos on the King's Road in Chelsea, and it's one of the newest venues to open. Uh, we've got a few people from the, um, the exit show, um, Only Way is Essex. George C's coming out from the window, Big Brother. And then we got loads of the Miss Great Britain girls, those three girls. Uh, we've got a few socialites and uh, some celebrities coming on later on. I know Blue are coming. Ironic's on his way. What's his name? Katie Zex. Alex Reed. And, like, maybe Damon Scott. Some film stars. Uh, Gareth Gates is coming out about quarter past 11. Um, he's bringing people from Lee Miz. Kevin Spacey was going to be coming with somebody from the theatre world. There's some, there's some good people coming here, so it'd be worth just networking and enjoying. 50% of it is work. 50% of it then, I'd say, is also fun and just going and enjoying being able to go to events, sort of the, the high side of what you do. So yeah, I think you need to get the balance right first, which I have found very hard because I think at the beginning I'd be carried away with the, you know, the nighttime lifestyle, the like drinking and just enjoying myself to the full. And but now I think I've wised up a bit, a little bit. <laughs> I wouldn't say too much, but I'm getting there. Yeah, this is Verena, <laughs> my manager. I'll be starting work with you when the That's baby right, arrives. Yeah. After the baby arrives, I'll be working the whole time. Very excited. Yes, extremely excited. Yes. It's a fresh start, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. Brand new. Very excited. And it'll be yum yum models. It is yum yum models, yes. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be hopefully doing a lot of work together. Yeah, that's it. Lots of promotional work, lots of modelling yeah. work, and then the TV work as well. Deborah has used her God-given body to make a career for herself. But the attention she receives has not always been positive. From I was about 16, maybe, I would have had people shouting, you know, fake boobs or Barbie and stuff a lot. And it's sort of, it's almost like you're being bullied or penalised for just being you because they weren't fake and I was just me leaving my house to go to the town the same way they had, you know. I think to sort of like verbally attack anyone on a daily basis can be a very, very, um, can be a very selfish thing to do. And although, I, you know, I know now that that was their insecurities that made them do it, that was very much their issues with themselves that made them feel they had to be so nasty. But at the same time, in my head, I remember thinking someday I'm going to get myself to where I want to be. And 
this won't matter. And that's how, it actually, every time I heard it, and sometimes it went on for maybe 20 minutes walking down the street, and it was absolutely awful. But I remember thinking one day I'm going to get myself on TV and I'm going to get my career and these people will be far behind me. And luckily, that's the way it's going at the minute. It's the way it has gone. And um, I have seen them since and they don't say anything. So that's quite nice, to be honest. Within a couple of years, Deborah had left the bullies behind when she got an unexpected break into modelling in England. My brother originally moved over here. I came over to visit him in the summer, I think maybe five years ago, and it was right by Thames, um, by the riverbank, that it was a guy called Pete Cashmore from Nuts magazine was there with um, their vests on Nuts. They were actually, he was doing a sponsored run for, the, for some charity. And then they stopped me in the street when I was with my mum and dad. And they were like, can we take some test pictures? So I was sort of like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't really like dressed up or, you know, you, you don't plan for it. So I was like, okay, let's do it anyhow. And my brother and all was there. So it was the bit, you know, my younger brother. And he was like, but that's topless magazine work. And I was like, shh. <laughs> that was how it all started. And I basically moved over and started going in and out of modelling work from then. Started slowly and then just went mad, <laughs> basically. After I had done nuts, I had a few um, pictures in the magazine. Um, I was asked to do a ring girl event back home while I was still in Ireland. I was really nervous because I was thinking about, you know, lifting the rope and getting in and how do I not fall? And, but we had about 15 outfit changes at the event, so it wasn't a set costume, it was basically like, you're done, go in, change, come out. And I remember I was taking too long and they were banging on the door. I thought, oh, I can't do this, I'm not good at being rushed. <laughs> so I think um, for my first one, it was pretty intense actually with all the outfit changes. It wasn't just like relaxing. And I was missing some of the fights, so I was like kind of trying to get my pants on, going, oh, <laughs> who's knocked out, who's not? When I do ring gear, it's actually sitting watching the fight that I'm kind of like, this is such a good part of the job because you get to see it real up close because usually you're sitting right beside the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, grab one of your seats because tonight here in the Black Box Hallway, we're about to witness when worlds collide. At a kickboxing event in Galway, the reaction of the audience to the ring girls is all about their bodies. Nobody thinking of them as people. It's the same reaction that I found at fight nights all around the country. It's the same way that I used to think before I got to meet the women themselves. Your ring girls tonight are by Krugard. I go three rounds with them anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then fight the rest of them for one of round with them. They definitely yeah. make the night. Yeah. Don't you lads? Yeah. No, I love the fighting, but it, it, it breaks the tension and the aggression. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Don't yeah, you have a nice arse. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do they get stomachs like that? I've tried. They're jealous. I've They're tried. Fabulous. It's not fair. I have, like, an ab roller thing. It does nothing. But anyways... They don't eat sandwiches. Ah, it's like, it's like, you have to have it, like, or else you just punch everyone to death afterwards. You know, we'd all be killing each other if there was no women in there. They're way too skinny. 
and way too slow. <laughs> we're, we're all like, we compete, but like, we don't like that side of the whole event. It's like only there for the male's attraction, I think. <laughs> if they were trying to make it more equal, I would put a lad and a girl in. Yeah. Instead of two girls. Yeah. Yeah, there should be men for the women's fights. No, no, no. Cancel. No, no. No go. The women need something to look at as well, you know what I mean? <laughs> women are fighting each other. Bad enough we have to watch them kill each other. I think we'll look at future, future, we'll look at future models there, I think. Do you have a flanter? Oh, yeah. That's what I say. Yeah, lovely. Just elongate your body a little bit? Yeah. Exactly, you can do the little bit, but just make sure... Back at the photo shoot at Ardmore Studios, Joanna understands and accepts that a large part of the job is simply about looking good in skimpy clothes. Yeah, lovely. We want smiles. Yeah, why not? Yeah. However, used to the fun night out atmosphere of white-collar boxing, she's apprehensive about her role as ring girl at the more serious cage-fighting events. Right, Joanna, jump in there. Okay, just... Get into a pose and we'll, we'll try something. Right, yeah. Okay, great. And do whatever else you... Yeah, like when you're actually in the cage, I keep saying yeah. the ring. Yeah. Well, you're more so basically just in... Just literally walking and then we just stop at like four corners, kind of shake your ass a bit, walk on again. And that's primarily what it is. But what sort of... Like, you know that zone you're in when you're actually in the ring? Yeah. So it's more so just getting into that mode as you would as if you were in the ring, because... Like, we don't want you to sort of overpose stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 no problem. Yeah, you just guide me and I'll just... Yeah, and then whatever you feel comfortable in doing, is you f- if you feel you want to move into a position, do so, you know? Yeah, <laughs> the guard. Very huge. Man of War is an MMA event which stands for Mixed Martial Arts. I'm the head ring card girl. Head ring card girl, if you don't mind. And then we're going to have a guest ring card girl. We're actually running a competition at the minute. But there'll be two ring card girls on the night. I am. I'm looking forward to it to see what it's all about. I've never been to an MMA show and it's just setting a cage. You can do everything except their one rule, I think, in this MMA is you can't elbow. So that just says it all. You can't elbow, but you can do everything else. Oh, God, it's going to be very physical. So it'll be interesting. I just hope I get out of the cage of life. (laughs) Up in Dublin, the Hogan sisters have been developing their performing talents since they were children. Nowadays, as ring girls, they get paid for just being looked at. I was the little annoying child in the corner who would be singing a song and dancing to herself and dancing in circles. <laughs> Olivia loved attention. But you kind of, like, quietened down, though, as you got older, like... Well, I was the second child, so I kind of... At the time when I was growing up, you were already involved in that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just took a leaf out of your book, I suppose, and wanted to do everything you were doing. I started off... Yeah, I kind of like started off around here, local and talent. Then I went to Billy Barry in the city centre. So you thought like performance, like musical theatre, songs, and and I know it is crazy. The Billy Barry smile, everybody knows it, and it's it can be a bit weird. But after a while, that really wasn't me. I went on to doing hip hop, which is more kind of me. It's more like Funky. loose and you know more, not as happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't be in the club like now, and I don't be like. You know, jazz hands and stuff, but for I think when you're a kid, like I think it's cool. Louise kind of had done um, the Irish dancing and the Billy Barrys, and, and then, then Helen Jordan, and then Diggs Lane. Yeah, I kind of joined <laughs> in the long line of stage girls along the Helen Jordan stage, and then it just kept going and going. 
Then we done the National Performing Arts School, and that's where we used to spend the weekends. All, all day. the time. Uh, all day. We used to have to get two buses in and out of town. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. They were great days. Having graduated from stage schools to being in a girl band, Louisa went on to become a solo artist as rapper Luchi Minx. Hate and jealousy is what your sickness is. Luchi Minx, a bad bitch rolling with my minxes. No, I didn't study a word. Luchi Minx is the other part of me that I kind of always wanted to be. She's a little bit crazy, a little bit wild. She's, she, she's not afraid to say what she feels. Or sometimes I might hold back and not say it. But like when I'm writing music, I don't hold back. You, all your inhibitions go away because yeah. you're a different person. Because nowadays, the way the music industry's gone, you don't have, you know, a lot of people are doing it independently. You know, you can, you can, you can do it yourself. You just need the money, so that's why I work hard and, you know, try and just do it all myself because it's an expensive hobby. Let's <laughs> yep. just say that. <laughs> yeah. I become Luchi Minx for everything. That's why, like, I have two. You have to, I think you have to have two personalities. Like, because me normally, like, when people would meet me, like, I'm kind of shy and quiet. And people would be like, when I'd say what I do, they'd be like, really? Really? Wow, that doesn't seem like you. And then they'd see me perform and they'd be like, wow, that's so different to what I'd imagine you. Or when they see us dance, they'd be like, wow, I never think, I never would think you could dance like that. Louisa uses the money from Ring Girl gigs to pay for recording songs and making music videos. This allows her to put up with the less pleasant aspects of the job. And the Luchi Minx persona comes in handy too. You're walking around, holding a thing up, and you're in a bikini. You're completely exposed. You know, you're just covered where you need to be. And then you're walking around a ring with all these heads and eyes and ears, and everyone's just like staring at you so that can be a little bit uneasy sometimes but I mean you get used to it it's like you definitely have to have a different two people I think so I become the two weeks and then when I'm just me I'm Louisa <laughs> for alter ego yeah <laughs> but you do still feel sometimes oh my god I'm <laughs> you know but you know it definitely the dancing and everything like that definitely helps your confidence and obviously modeling as well so kind of just get used to just just doing that kind of thing. <laughs> Sometimes I think you can get to a stage where you can just like shut it all out and just, I'm here to do my job. I don't see anyone, you know, walk around the ring, no one can see me. <laughs> Attention from men comes with the job and that can cause problems when it spills over into a ring girl's personal life. Something Susie and Joanna have had to deal with. He does it, like he doesn't mind me doing it, like, you know, he, he knows that I do it for myself and it's good for my confidence and stuff, but uh, he'd rather not be there, like, if there's fellas giving us hassle or anything like that, like, because, obviously, he wants to see that, like, for their girlfriend and that, but he'd like that and he doesn't mind because he knows that what we wear and stuff isn't, like, absolute string and we wear nice outfits, just we wear less going into town, going out with each other, so, um, he's not too bad, he's all right. It gets tough for them as well though, like, you know, they have to trust us as well going away for a weekend, like, when they know that there's just going to be 5,000 fellas there shouting at you, like, you know, so it is tough for them. A lot of boyfriends don't like you doing it, like, so eventually they kind of, you kind of end up falling out with them or having fights and stuff just overdoing things, like, or refusing work because boyfriends don't like it, like, which you can't blame them either, you know. And, um, 
there can be drama, yeah, afterwards. Like if you're out in a club now or if you're if you're seeing them in the pub where they all are or anything afterwards, you can get a bit hostile or especially from guys then as well, like guys think that just because you were doing the ring they can grab your ass when you're walking past for you know, no reason. So there can be hassle. And then especially a few people there that's looking after you, they're not gonna like anyone, you know, touching and stuff like so there can be a bit of drama. A lot of girls that I work with bring bring their boyfriends to these events. I wouldn't, not in a million years, would I bring a guy I was seen to any of my events because at the end of the day, that's my job. I don't go in and sit in his office when he's doing his work. So I just, I, I don't know. I, I'd be very professional at what I do, 100% professional. So, yeah, but it, it's hard to meet guys, though, because I work every weekend. I work every Thursday, Friday and Saturday. So, like, my job is essentially a nightmare. <laughs> but they can be intimidated by you as well. I think I think a lot of guys are intimidated. They're going, oh, you're dancing with this, that, and the other, you know. Which, uh, if they intimidated first off, see you later, you know, <laughs> walk away. <laughs> it's not going to happen. All of the ring girls I met display an admirable determination to succeed at whatever they do, regardless of their circumstances. In Deborah's case. She has acquired a glamorous London lifestyle of celebrity parties and red carpet events that is a far cry from her beginnings in Oma. My first ever job was when I was was when I was 14 years old. Um, I'd started like washing dishes in a restaurant in McElroy's back home in Oma. And I remember thinking, someday I have to get to where I want to go. And I think having that during school as well, like on careers days, when people would come in to talk to us about being beauticians and stuff, I was thinking, what? And when I went and said, oh, I want to be famous and be on TV, it was like, um, but what do you really want to do? And I was like, well, that's it. There's no room for... There's no room for anything else. And it was met with a very, like, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, you can pick something that you can achieve. The recognition that Deborah received after her photo got to number 18 in an American poll led to an invitation that allowed her to achieve her dream. From that was then the TV show. That took me into Babe Station. So I actually hadn't had Sky up until this point. And I knew the name Babe Station. I was thinking, all right, it's obviously, you know, not your average TV show. You know, it's going to be a bit more than, like, a no antique road show. So I, I kind of, like, re- did a bit of look at it online, and I was like... Ah, you talk to people on the phone, but it's on TV. It was absolutely, like, surreal just speaking to people on a phone during the day and stuff. I was like, really? And because I'd done Nuts magazine as well, it was sort of fitting to where I was going. I don't think I was ever going to be in CBeebies, you know? (laughs) Doing Nuts and then, like, children's TV, it was never going to happen. So it was sort of worked out well, I think. My ultimate goal is to be in films and movies always has been and it's something I won't stop until I get there and on actually on the back of that I have done I did filming in April for a psychological drama movie and I got the main role in it which was fantastic and a little bit um, surreal because the actual role is quite quite twisted so it was a great chance to sort of um get away from the whole like you know the babe station and the sexy thing and I absolutely loved it It, that doesn't feel like work at all 
So at 14, washing dishes and going to school, which I absolutely hated and was not happy at all in, is a massive, like, miles away from where I've managed to get. But it's like, I feel like it feels like a different person. Starting off from a cold car park in Limerick, I've gotten to know these ring girls as people. And I now dislike hearing other people talk about them as just objects. But that leaves me confused when Olivia and Louisa are happy to be perceived that way, allowing them to take the easy money and run, using ring girl gigs to fund their outside interests without having to reveal any of their personality to the audience. With the ring girl, um, you're eye candy for the people observing. Like They're there to watch a fight and you're there just to kind of take the heat off the fighters while they catch their breath and they get themselves sorted again and have water. You know, so they're ready to... Keep the audience entertained. Yeah, basically. Just something to look at. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all you really are. There is a fun and enjoyment side of it if you're interested in the sport. You know, you get to watch the fight to get the best seat in the house, actually. And, you know, with the ring, and you're sitting there beside the ring, there's, like, sometimes they fall through or their leg might go through or you end up with blood, sweat, everything all over you. And that's not pretty. I don't see myself doing this when I'm, like, 35, 40. You know what I mean? <laughs> There is only a gap of time that you could do this kind of yeah. thing. And it's like everything. There's always like newer people coming up on the scene. So there's always going to be a younger version coming in and in. So eventually you're just going to be like obsolete. <laughs> you have to find plan B. <laughs> yeah, you need to have your backup. One of the things that most impressed me about all the ring girls was the sheer amount and variety of work which they do and their willingness to try new things in order to get as much value and enjoyment as they can out of life. My last meeting with Ring Girls is Joanna's first cage fighting tournament, the Man of War event in City West in Dublin. Joining her as winner of the guest Ring Girl competition is Olivia. Their different outlooks on the job don't stop them from both being totally professional at what they do and knocking as much enjoyment out of it as they can. But all over, it's a fantastic event. The production is amazing. The crowd are electric. Like, just the whole fighting thing, just from my personal view, they love it. I just think, oh, God, like, I wouldn't be getting in there myself doing it. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> ring card girl is about as tough as it'll get in that ring for me. <laughs> we did get up to present one of the winners their medal. And we decided that we were just going to put our hands on our hips for the pictures because we were getting covered in sweat. And he kind of just, like, grabbed me and threw his arm around me and I was kind of in his armpit and I was like, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's really, really disgusting. <laughs> but um, he was happy and he got a good picture, I think. <laughs> I think I'm going to go home and put the outfit up. I was going to stay for a drink, but I've been in this hotel since 10 o'clock this morning and we're now on... 12 a.m. So I'm here since 10 a.m. now, it's 12 a.m. So long, long day. I think it's time to go home, get into the out club, lab, and maybe a slight glass of wine and then sleep. Aww, that's so nice. <laughs> Probably just gonna head home. There's nothing fun happening afterwards except for an amazing after party here in the hotel. Maybe I might stay for a drink. You never know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs>